another episode of Prospects After Dark. I'm your host, I'm Kyle Reese. Uh, we are going to try to recap two days worth of draft picks for the St. Louis Cardinals uh, while the Cardinals are in rain delay theater. I will rely on you to please update me on when the Cardinals are about ready to start playing, if they're ready to start playing, and uh, we'll end this some bitch as soon as the Cardinals are ready, if not sooner than that. Uh, look, we have uh, 10 prospects new to the Cardinals organization to talk about. Uh, let's get right into them. What do you guys think? Rebby Grill says special pad. Yeah, every pad is special, but mostly because you're here. Uh, Drake Man, what's up? Uh, B Love says, what's up, baby? How are you? Uh, so look, uh, so far in the draft, we're through 10 rounds with the first pick, as you know, uh, uh, most intriguing arm after Thompson. Uh, you know, here's where I'm at. I like Jack Ralston out of Cal quite a bit. He was a seventh round pick. Uh, I like Tony uh, uh, Losey out of Georgia. Uh, his nickname is Tone Loke, they call him. I like him a lot. Uh, Andre Palente uh, out of uh, UC Irvine, the fourth round pick. I like him. Uh, Connor Thomas is kind of interesting, the Georgia Tech arm. Uh, I don't know anything about Summers there at the end, that 10th round pick. He's completely new to me. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and learn a little bit more about him when I can. Uh, let's see. Aloha, Victoria. Aloha, STL Nation. Uh, uh, Josh says, I love Trajan Fletcher. Uh, Trajan Fletcher was a second-round pick. The thing about Trajan Fletcher that you probably know by now is he was rated one of the top, if not number one, by perfect game uh, for the 2020 draft before he reclassified. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Uh, Todd, uh, uh, Be Real says, Todd Lott is the next Jag man crush. So Todd Lott, uh, cousin of Ronnie Lott, Outfielder for uh, um, University of Louisiana Lafayette, uh, big boy, six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds or so. Very, very raw player uh, that's worked to make his uh, to worked on plate discipline this past year. There's a lot of power you would think in that body that he needs to develop and work on. It hasn't manifested in-game yet, but the Cardinals might be able to unlock it. We're really happy with the strides that he's made uh, this past year to uh, work on pitch recognition. Uh, thoughts on our first pick from Jack with a bunch of numbers. Uh, uh, Kiefer Dean Roach says, was fading hard Sunday when I tuned in for like four minutes, but damn, your beard is looking good. Thank you, Kiefer. So first pick is Zach Thompson, uh, left-handed pitcher out of Kentucky. So, as you know, as I tweeted, I, my first tweet says exactly where I was at with the Zach Thompson pick. If you're looking at it completely objectively, uh, it's a good pick. He potentially has he has three very good pitches and then a fourth pitch that might be something. Uh, he's worked to clean his body up. Uh, but the concerns are the medicals. He failed a physical when he uh, was drafted by Tampa Bay out of high school. Uh, and then he dealt with some uh, elbow. That was shoulder issue. And then he dealt with some elbow issues since then. Uh something to keep an eye on. Now, he really worked to clean up his mechanics. In the past, he's had velocity drop. That did not happen this year. He had an amazing year at Kentucky. Really excited about him being in the organization. He's a great pick at 19. He's a very, very good, smart pick at 19. For me, I wanted that pick to be George Kirby or Brendan Malone if the Cardinals went in a pitching direction, and uh, they went with Thompson. So again, I would have gone Kirby or I would have gone Malone. The Cardinals went Thompson. It's fine. That's all I was trying to say. I did a terrible job of... Uh, uh, have the cards drafted any bearded men? No, uh, they're all clean shaven, right? And they're all like baby face too, man. That Connor Thomas, uh, the left-handed pitcher out of Georgia Tech, he looks like he's 14 years old. Uh, do you think they'll be able to convince him to choose St. Louis over Nashville? 
Uh, if we're talking about Trajan Fletcher, it's not Nashville. It's South Carolina, right? He's going to the University of South Carolina. Uh, and I do. I Look, the Cardinals are going to be able to convince uh, Fletcher. That's why you see them took all the four-year college players uh, and the college senior uh, because they're going to be able to manipulate their bonus pool so that they can eventually sign Fletcher to what's going to be a huge contract. Uh, Aaron says, Corbin Carroll got a lot of hype before the draft. Do you think Trey Fletcher is more exciting? He's definitely not. Trey, Trajan Fletcher is not nearly as uh, developed as Corbin Carroll. Is he more exciting? Yeah, his tools are potentially louder. Again, with Trajan Fletcher, the issue is going to be that he's played uh, minimal this past year against he only played like 16 games in Portland, Maine. Uh, that season is very short. So keep that in mind. You have big video of him in home run derbies and home run competitions just slamming the baseball. He's changed his hands a bunch of times. He's changed his leg kick a bunch of times. Is he more exciting than Corbin Carroll? Yeah, he has louder tools. He's probably a little bit more athletic than Corbin Carroll. Uh, probably mo way more athletic, honestly. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see what it looks like and if the Cardinals can bring him in, but I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, we like all these pitching picks from Isaac Hopper. So, Isaac, let me tell you my thought on the pitching. They Now, I'm going to have to look at Pages. The, Pedro Page is the catcher. He's a four-year senior, I think. But other than that, they drafted a bunch of four-year juniors. Uh, let me tell you why I'm about it. The Cardinals have a big hole uh, in their pitching depth uh, within the organization, and they needed to replenish it. And I also like it because when the Cardinals drafted Fletcher with their second pick, that was uh, we knew he was going to warrant a big bonus. And what the Cardinals are doing is they're filling their organizational need for pitching uh, with some interesting arms. Uh, more than likely some bullpen arms, but right now they're all starters, and we're going to see what happens. They might be able to rise to the ranks quick, uh, but also create bonus pool potential to bring Fletcher in. Look, I believe the Cardinals will sign Fletcher. I don't believe they draft him if they don't feel like they have a good, a good chance. Uh, in your opinion, how much will Fletcher cost when it comes to signing bonus to keep him from Bandy? I'll say, I'll say 2.35, something like that. Uh, can the Cardinals get Ronnie Lott too? Yeah, from what I understand, they're working on a deal. Uh, if the Cardinals make the World Series, uh, Ronnie Lott will be at the games, much like player like John Hamm is at the games for the uh, the Blues. Uh, heck yeah, Pat and bombs away. Oh, I forgot about bombs away. Uh, Thompson's comparison was Brett Anderson. Yikes! Again, like I, this is where people. Look, of course, I I've, I saw somebody compare him to Blake Snell. Look, he's not Blake Snell. That's crazy. Uh, I, I think he's a lot like Mike Montgomery. Now, keep in mind, Brett Anderson and Mike Montgomery were two huge, highly touted prospects. Brett Anderson bust on the scene before he started having arm problems. I love the Brett Anderson comp. And if he can stay healthy, that's a great comparison, and that's a great first-round draft pick. Again, he's not going to be Chris Sale. He's not going to be David Price. He's not that good. I saw somebody compare him to Walker Bueller. That's dumb. That's not going to work. He has a high-spin slider for sure. That's awesome. And a fastball that can get in the mid-90s. Uh, he has the potential to be a 2-3 or three Dakota Hudson-esque starting pitcher if he stays healthy. Uh, hey, what's up, uh, Red Garrity? He said, I missed me at the Richmond Heights Schnook. Sorry, I came home after work and went to bed, uh, woke up, and now I'm all weird. Uh, I love the Thompson pick. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I, like I said, I would have gone in a couple other directions, but I uh, looks like Soroka Young. Mike Soroka looks like Joffrey. Uh, yeah, so Mike Soroka is the change-up, uh, breaking pitch, fastball specialist who's pitching amazingly for the Atlanta Braves right now. Again, I don't think Thompson is that that level. I do think that he can develop into something like that, a potential you know top 30, 35, maybe 40 uh, uh, fantasy baseball talent. 
Uh, just gotta hope he stays healthy. Oh yeah, Fletcher is Vandy. I'm sorry. My bad. I was thinking about, uh, I don't remember who I'm thinking about. My bad, boys. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, Shock Jack Leiter hasn't been drafted and Mets were smart getting Allen in my opinion. I like that too. Uh, what's up, uh, what's up, freaking cards? Which Blues player would make the best Cardinal? Uh, Joel Edmondson. I don't know why. Sorry, I'm already starting to feel it. The Blues run had me forgot about the current Cardinals four-game win streak. Yeah, we talked about it a lot on Pad Hayden March on uh, on Sunday. We're really happy with the way the Cardinals are playing. Uh, so he's more exciting. Yeah, yeah. How was the game last night, uh, uh, Sir Beard from Hayden March? Look, I, I was fortunate enough to go to Cardinals game four, thanks to my brother Scott. Uh, or the Blues game four, thanks to my brother Scott. It was amazing. Uh, the best atmosphere I've ever been involved in, aside from game six of the 2011 World Series. Uh, it was incredible. Seems like the Cardinals are building a trend of drafting players young for their draft. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you say that. Look, uh, Fletcher is young. But other than that, it's been pretty well collegiate players. Uh, they definitely aren't afraid with their early picks to take high upside players. I, I think that that's true. Uh, Aaron says Fletcher, Gorman, Carlson. Again, like Carlson's a different beast altogether. Uh, even Gorm, even like compared to Gorman right now, I, I think you could argue that Dylan Carlson's maybe potentially the best prospect in the organization. Uh, think about it like this: rep, rep, like if Fletcher signs, wrap him in the category of. Uh, Malcolm Nunez, Jan Torres, Nolan Gorman. Yeah, for sure, he fits in there. Uh, let's see. What do these analysts see? The rank, uh, these guys 1 through 200 that clubs don't see. I see a lot of guys. So, again, I, I think what ends up happening, sometimes we get a little confused or a little wrapped up in like, oh, this guy's 30, this guy's 45, but this guy's so much better than 30. And I don't even know if this is what you're asking, but I just want to elaborate on my own thoughts about this, especially in this draft. I think the top five prospects were pretty clear. Four for sure. And then I really believe that from like 5 to 35, uh, those guys could have gone in potentially any order. Uh, we all have our preferences. That's what happens there. Uh, from 35 to like almost 100, those guys really could have gone in any order. From like 100 to 200, it's kind of the same thing. From 200 to 500, it's really just a roll of the dice. It just depends on what each team sees and wants. And now we have a different thing that's going on with measurables, right? Because you can measure spin rate. You can measure you know, velocity different, exit velocity, uh, 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 launch angle, as the Fox Sports Midwest broadcast likes to bash as often as possible. Uh, uh, you know, it's... There's a lot, it's a lot easier to measure this, so that's going to start changing. But there really isn't that big of a difference. I think sometimes we see, oh, this kid is 10, but he seems to have a lot more deficiencies with a lower upside than number 35. But it just depends on what each scouting service likes. Uh, is Tommy Parsons your number one prospect yet? He's headed in that direction. Uh, have a better than 100 rating, but don't get drafted. Uh, again, so that's all about, like, if we're talking about the high school players that are in the top 100 that don't get drafted, a lot of times that comes down to bonus. One thing that a lot of fans don't realize about the Major League Baseball draft is that oftentimes teams have already contacted the players to try to get a feel for what their bonus is going to be. And a lot of these high school kids can leverage their bonus uh, against college, against going to college. So you get somebody like Jack Leiter who says, I'm only going to play for the New York Yankees at $5 million or $4 million or $10 million. Uh, every team's going to walk away from that. They're not going to draft it because he's not going to sign. That's what ends up happening in that situation. Uh, Forever Card says, I really like the guy from Georgia. That's Tony Losey. They call him Tone Loke. Uh, I like him too. He's big bodied. He kind of reminds me of like, 
Alan Bennis a little bit, uh, somewhere between Alan and Andy Bennis. Uh, he, he throws with some strong velocity. You know, the report on him is that his velocity lasts throughout an entire start. It can get up in like the 100 miles an hour uh, area. Uh, the issue with him is that he, has a he doesn't repeat his mechanics very well. He, he throws a slider curve, uh, a slide and a curve. Both of those pitches can be weird. Sometimes the slider's really good. Uh, what I'll tell you is when I was listening to interviews with this kid, he's a big energy kid. Uh, he's really excited, uh, looks a little baby face. He's got a big body. Uh, he's really interesting. I like him too. Uh, what does a talent like Fletcher drop when he's got to get paid like a first rounder from Alex Duns? That's a great question, Alex. Let me tell you why someone like Trajan Fletcher ends up dropping. It's a couple different reasons. One, because the hit tool still has a question mark. Uh, because he hasn't played against, well, he has played against elite talent, and he's done pretty well in home run derbies and elite, uh, and elite uh, tournaments and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic that ends up happening. Because he's playing in the, the Northeast, that is a cold weather state, he only played 16 games against far inferior talent. And you're looking at mechanics that are very raw and a player that's very raw. And also because teams didn't get to send their scouts out uh, to get like a full tasting of what this kid was capable of, teams hedge. And then again, if you're talking about a player that has kind of a wide delta that you haven't seen a lot of, that's asking for a $2.5 million signing bonus or a $3 million signing bonus, you're probably going to steer away from him and let the kid go to Vanderbilt, as everyone corrected me, and I appreciate everyone very greatly for that. I don't know who I'm thinking about with South Carolina. Who's committed to South Carolina? God damn it, nah, I'm the worst. I uh, really hope Ronnie Lott isn't the Levar isn't like Levar Ball. I wouldn't think so, especially not with the football baseball uh, uh, fall off. So pick number eleven is often a hard sign, high upside pick, right? Any favorites there? I don't have any favorites. Look, I don't think any of the remaining high school like top high school players. I don't think they fit there. And other than that, I don't know what the Cardinals are thinking with their eleventh round pick. Uh, uh, not because of talent. I heard Sean Newcomb. Uh, I guess we're talking about Nick Plummer versus Trajan Fletcher thoughts. So the big difference there is when Nick Fletcher, uh, when Nick Plummer was drafted, he was about the batter eye and they were hoping he would develop into talent. Fletcher's kind of the opposite way around. Uh, not the opposite way around. They thought power would develop with Plummer. They thought everything else would come around. Uh, with Fletcher, he has a superior arm to what Nick Plummer ever had, and he has power from the get-go. Severe, strong, raw power. Big difference in between the two. If I'm going to take a chance on one of the two, I'm taking the kid with power uh, and raw tools. Where, Remember, the Nick Plummer draft pick kind of came when, not when Moneyball was huge, but when we were focusing very, very heavily on on-base percentage and the ability to make contact, just any kind of contact. And that's why Nick Plummer, part of the reason why Nick Plummer was drafted in the first round. Uh, hi Kyle, just got back from seeing Rasmus Wax, I love it uh, These prospects and draft talks go way over my head I've never seen these guys play, how do I learn? Uh, you, you can do what I do uh, You can, like ESPN uh, Live or whatever that fucking thing's called I watch that quite often uh, You can Twitter search uh, You can Google search You can read uh, Prospect Live We love the Prospect Live family We hope that you check them out uh, there's plenty of outlets. What I do oftentimes is I start by Google searching. I, I, I'll look at like, uh, like right now, tomorrow morning after the draft or whatever, I'll look and I'll say, I want to see top 
who are the top, whatever. I want to see a mock draft for 2020. And I'll start just looking at names and Google searching their names, finding out what I can find out about them. When I, and I haven't done this in a couple of years because I haven't had time. Probably won't have time again next year. Probably won't have time again tomorrow. Uh, but that's kind of the process. Look, just we say happy hunting at the end of Prospects After Dark because finding prospects, finding draft, finding information about kids in the draft, it's a hunt, man. Enjoy it. Uh, you posted last night that Thompson lost velocity. I don't think that's the case this year. Uh, no, no, he didn't. So, again, I, I said it here in Prospects After Dark. Between the time he was drafted by Tampa Bay and then yesterday when he was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, his freshman and sophomore year, unless he, well, his first year, whatever year it was, because he was drafted, anyways, and he was drafted in 2017. In 2017, 2018, his velocity would roller coaster and this year it's been fine he worked out the mechanical issues his arm is strong body's a little big jackpot uh Hennis is about to strike out all the mofos tonight i hope so again uh michael waka is bringing his rain dance and here we are having Hennessy's cabrera work through a rain delay uh favorite pick in rounds three through ten i like tony uh Losi. i like jack ralston out of cal uh i like palante i don't think he has as high of upside as those other two and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that Jack Ralston out of Cal. I, I like him. The thing about Jack Ralston is that he kind of has a weird motion uh, that I think scares a lot of people off, and he overthrows his changeup. He's a, he's a fastball curve guy. His curve uh, is big. It's a big, big curve. Uh, rumor has it it's got a lot of spin on it. Uh, he's really interesting. Uh, Sabra, sorry guys. Well, what's with these Western Canadians in the major leagues? I don't know, man. Western Canada's taken over. Uh, is it safe to say that Walken never really met his potential, or was he potential always a 3-4 guy? You know, when the Cardinals drafted him, remember, all he really threw was a fastball and a changeup. So I think to get what you got out of Michael Walker at 19, uh, other than the arm issues, of course, I think that's a pretty good pick at 19 overall. Uh, I think what happened was he, he blew through the minor leagues and he made an amazing major league debut. Uh, he won league champion MVP. Uh, he was so damn talented. And then he dealt with arm issues and uh, th issues throwing a third pitch. And that kind of derailed it. But he was always a 2-3. And when he was good, he was a 2-3. And when he's bad, and he's bad. Uh, gotta be Colton. He'd hit... Gallows bombs. Uh, uh, who else saw the tweet of the guy that said Trout wasn't a top five player in MLB? Jesus Christ. Uh, what's the word on Ralston? Saw something mentioned about his off-speed stuff. So, again, John, uh, Jack Ralston uh, uh, is a uh, pitcher out of Cal, right-hander, throws a curveball, fastball, fastball sits in the low, can kind of hit 94-95, uh, late run on it, overthrows a changeup pretty frequently, has a funky windmill, windmill type, type motion, uh, probably kept some teams away from picking him and before the Cardinals selected him. Uh, I believe that he was supposed to be the Sunday starter or reliever for Cal, but pitched so well in the Friday starter's absence that he took over for, as a Friday starter. Uh, he's really interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Where are we at? I'm gonna, where are you surprised Mangum went so early? Jack Mangum, uh, the, the player for Mississippi State, who's the golden child. No, no, I think, I think there was sentiment to be believed that he was going to be drafted early because of the type of player he is, the type of kid he is, what he represents. He's kind of like, uh, uh, and when I say early, I mean sixth round or whatever. He's kind of like that, uh, uh, Tim Tebow type, right? He kind of has a built in fan base, uh, that, makes him more intriguing. I thought he'd go in the top 10 rounds. I don't know if I thought he'd go in six. 
Uh, can you go in depth about launch angle and why it is now so important? I, uh, launch angle has always been important. It's just that now we have a term for it. I, uh, that's that's the only difference between launch angle now and then. You always wanted to hit the ball hard and in the air. Uh, of course, you know we were taught to hit a line drive, uh, but the difference now is we realize that in order to do damage in baseball today. Uh, you, you got to put some launch into the ball. Remember, there's a great video that of Ted Williams telling everybody that you got to hit the you got to hit the ball on the plane of which it's entering the bat, uh, entering the strike zone. The idea is to get the loft. It's always been that way. She said. Now we use the word launch angle to describe it. Uh, Keiko to the Cubs. What the fuck? I don't know if that's real or not. Uh, let's see. Does Mo get the final say on these high picks? I don't know for sure. Oh, Tyler Callahan is a South Carolina commit. Son of a bitch. Thank you, Napa Really. Uh, let's see. Why did the Cubs sign Keiko, though, really? Hey, that's actually happening right now. I didn't, uh, I like the shape of your head from Decimus. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like an avocado. It's, uh, all fucked up, really, is what I'm trying to say. What up, y'all? What's up, Hex? How are you, my friend? Uh, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'm going to skip ahead because right now we're just treading water. Uh, I know nothing about Logan Gregg. I couldn't find anything on him. So uh, Logan Gregg had uh, Tommy John surgery in 2017. He pitched at a junior college. Uh, he's a, uh, He throws a fastball that can be in 96 area. He's, he's a reliever almost exclusively, unless the Cardinals think that he's far enough removed from Tommy John that he might be able to be something more than that. Uh, he started in the past. He throws a breaking pitch, which looks like a curve to me. I can only find that it's a breaking pitch. Uh, he's a fastball breaking pitch pitcher, uh, 96. I, again, like, last year the Cardinals took the relief pitcher out of Baylor. I can't think of his name right now. He's kind of that kind of pick. Uh, Hennessy's curveball looks better than last outing so far. Jesus, I'm not even watching. Eh, we're not going to watch. Uh, Ray Langford was the definition of launch angle. He had an uppercut swing. That's different. Uh, you know, Tyler O'Neill used to have a really severe uppercut swing. That's different. Uh, that's, they're two different things. Uh, you, Ted Williams is the definition of launch angle. Go watch Ted Williams. That's, uh, that's what launch angle is. Uh, on, on Twitter, the Farm of Allah says, what about the way this draft has gone so far surprises you the most? Again, we knew entering this draft that there would be, uh, you know, all the collegiate pitchers were similar. All the collegiate middle infielders were similar. There was some high upside, high tool, high speed, prep fielders. Uh, I, you know, honestly, what surprised me the most is I think someone like Tyler Callahan falling, uh, even though he's going to sign. Uh, what surprised me the most? I, I'm not. I don't really feel surprised by this draft. When you have a draft that's somewhat thin on the top end you kind of just expect things to be a little bit more chaotic, you know? Uh, somebody mentioned that, hey, these the experts are doing really good predicting where the guys were going to go in the first round. Well, if you look back entering this weekend, they were a lot of the experts were completely wrong. It's just come Monday when things started to line up, they, they worked their sources and they got information and it was beautiful and wonderful. Uh, so, you know... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm surprised by anything. With the Cardinals, I am surprised that they drafted Fletcher. That's a, I mean, it's a big, big gamble. And had they not drafted Fletcher and they were drafting all of these college pitchers, I'd be like, man, they could do something a little bit more high upside. Uh, but it makes sense to me what they're doing, especially with the big, wide-open guyer uh, of pitching depth in the organization. Uh, launch angle isn't a new statistic. It's just a way to quantify an idea that has been around forever. There you go. 
Uh, pistols firing, y'all. Just guessing, uh, where would any of these guys be in the dirty 35? I'm not there in Upper Early. I'm sorry. You know, uh, Zach Thompson. I mean, so here's the thing. The Cardinals prospects have kind of struggled this year. Uh, you know, other than like Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman at times and, you know, uh, uh, Brady Whalen, Angel Rondon. You know, a lot of the Cardinals... Uh, have have struggled at the minor league level to be quite honest. So I, I think you could make a bet. You know, you could make a case that Fletcher and Thompson fit into the top 10, 15 easily. You know, Mendoza would fall, Kurczynski would fall. Uh, it'd be hard for me not to put Thompson in the top 10 again, trying to be as objective uh, and as open-minded as possible and honestly he deserves a spot more than likely uh he's probably more talented further along than griffin roberts was at this time of year and i still would keep griffin roberts in the top 10 uh you figure randy would have to drop off the top 10 uh and then fletcher would fit in you know the malcolm nunez jan torres Jan torres like area for me uh and then after that like i think about putting ralston and uh and loki in there or losi i'm gonna call him loki all the time losi i consider putting both of those guys in there uh but where at i'm not 100 percent sure uh lol dallas didn't sign that was a lie awesome hennis's curveball is looking good uh who is your favorite pick so far today who has the highest ceiling and their comp uh i will say the highest ceiling is uh tony uh losi He's a third-round pick. He's just big, and he has a big fastball and a slider that can be good sometimes and a curveball that's kind of loopy. If I had to pick one with the highest ceiling, it's him. Uh, if he develops, continues to develop his slider, continues to develop his curve, uh, he's going to be impressive more than likely. It's just that there's still work to be done for him, even though he's a big body. As I mentioned, uh, I think he's got a little bit of Bennis in him. He seems like a Bennis-type pitcher to me. And then the other part is uh, who has the highest ceiling in their comp? Uh, so, yeah, we kind of went over that. Uh, who do the Cardinals like Cape Cod Leagues? Why do the Cardinals like the Cape Cod League so much? Okay, so let's do it this way. Zach Thompson, Cape Cod. Uh, 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 Losey, Cape Cod. Ralston, Cape Cod. Uh, Palente, Cape Cod. And I think that those are the four of the ten that have been in the Cape Cod League. Oh, and also a lot. A lot was in the Cape Cod League, too. What's going on with Montero, Colin? I don't know. You know, so I have not watched a lot of Springfield. I've been meaning to watch Angel Rondon start, and I haven't had time, and I've missed all of Angel Rondon start, and I haven't had time to go back and read them, or watch them, I mean. Uh, so I've got, I don't have a lot of scouting report on anybody other than Dylan Carlson at AA right now, and I'm, uh, I'm way behind. Can Walker rebound? I don't think so. Can it happen? Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Thoughts on Nunez and Torres getting demoted? It doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, don't think about who got demoted. Think about who got promoted. Juan Yepes, uh, uh, Bryce Denton. The Cardinals have kind of a window now here of a couple weeks where they need to find out some information about those guys uh, as they start to make their rosters. So I, I think it was more about getting those guys in than it was about anything else. Uh, totally not draft related, but has Juan Yepes been hurt all year? Saw he cranked two homers tonight. No, he hasn't been hurt. Uh, he's just been in extended spring training working on stuff. Uh, do you think Kisner having fresh ideas and different style pitch calling uh, benefited Wayno? No, I would look. Kisner's a smart game caller, no doubt about it. And uh, I think he went heavy to the curveball. That played really well. He used he utilized Wayno's cutter very well. And more than likely, he and Yadi were talking it out. Uh, did it help Wayno? Look, that was the best start from Wayno in a very, very, very long time. Uh, probably since 2016, right? Or 
2014, something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, it might have helped. It might have, but maybe it was just uh, Wayno digging deep and trying to help Kisner out as much as possible. I don't doubt that Kisner had something to do with it. Uh, will Gendry be pitching this year from Joey Bats 92 uh, He should be. Again, I've asked and asked and asked, and all I've been told about Steve Gendry is that he's throwing with the tr with trying to get ready for short season clubs. Be Real says they've seen Yachty so much, something new might help. Yeah, so that was one of the arguments I made about having Matt Wieters start, uh, uh, catch Dakota Hudson. I thought having Wieters catch Dakota Hudson would help maybe open up some eyes, try something different, see what happens, and it's really worked for Dakota Hudson. Wong just made a beautiful play. Hey, guys, we're about ready to wrap this up. Does anyone else have uh, uh, any more draft-related questions? Uh, this is just a quick little recap on all that stuff. Uh, again, we'll go as long as you want to talk about the draft. I'd like to watch the Cardinals game. I'd like to tune in and see what's going on. Uh, how drunk will you get if the Blues get this done? Pretty fucking drunk for probably a couple days. How strong is the Cards minor league? How do they compare to other organizations? Right now, from a performance standpoint, it's not going particularly well. Uh, you know, I think they're middle of the pack. Uh, some of the guys that they brought in are pretty talented, but we're just going to have to wait and see where it goes from that. Uh, I'd say middle pack right now. I think that there's some organizations that are doing a very good job of bringing in talent uh, that maybe the Cardinals are missing opportunities on. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, I've never gotten the chance to get your thoughts on Carter Stewart going to Japan. I love it. Uh, we talked about it during Prospects After Dark on Sunday, Aaron. Uh, I love it. I love what it does for prospects that can't don't have much to leverage other than a college opportunity. I love that he's going to make money. Good for him. I, I hope he makes money, and I hope he makes more money when he comes back to the States. Uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for the minor leaguers, uh, potential minor leaguers and draftees, taking chances to earn a little cash following their craft, because right now minor, uh, minor league baseball does not provide that. Without Char, the Blues will beat the Bruins to a pulp. I hope you're right. Uh, I'm not ready to say that yet. The, the two teams are still so evenly matched in my book. Multiple Cardinals, later round picks, got the reliever tag from the experts, and that is that worrisome? Yeah, I, it's an easy thing to say. Remember, so here's the thing is, it's not easy to make the major leagues. And a lot of these pitchers, even the first-rounders, their best bet is to make the major leagues as a reliever. So to say it, it's just hedging your bets. It's a smart hedge to make. So is it worrisome? Yeah, it's worrisome. It's worrisome than any of these guys. But look at how the Cardinals' bullpen has struggled over the last couple of years. If they end up making the major league bullpen, that's still a huge help uh, in rounds 3 through 10. STL Cards fan Chip says, Terry Fuller... Uh, we'll see Terry at the beginning of June when the short season clubs fire up. Uh, Marp with a leadoff. Jack, I love it. All right, guys, we're going to have to cut this short. Wayno's best start since opening day in 2015 when he shut out the Cubs and Wrigley. I like that. Uh, Sedanio, another one of the guys who just got squeezed out of a roster spot in Peoria. I think it gives those guys a chance. Uh, he was one of the guys. Sedanio, Torres, and Nunez. It gives those guys a chance to regenerate, uh, go back, work on some things after you know maybe some issues have been spotted. Um... At, uh, at Peoria. Remember, that's a tough assignment for kids that young. Uh, maybe Cardinals saw some stuff, but get to work on it before they go to State College. Because I, I bet they go to State College. I bet they don't. Although Nunez and Torres have never made Johnson City. Cedeno will probably find his way back to Peoria quick, if not go to State College. Uh, it's something we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, would you rather bang John Hamm or George Clooney? I'd rather bang Sterling K. Brown. Uh, you mean John Hammer, only way to describe the man. Dylan Carlson will be an all-star. He definitely has that potential. Thoughts on how uh, Torres and Nunez are doing? Aaron, again, they both were just sent back to extended spring training. Kind of a swap for Bryce Denton 
and uh, uh, Juan Yepes pretty much. Uh, they, Nunez showed early that he might be able to bust out of his slump and then get a little bit better. Uh, Torres for the, like the Torres and both in the week leading up to their demotion were doing okay, pretty well. I thought Torres was making some good adjustments. All three still swing too freely, and that's something I would imagine they're going to work on in extended spring training. Uh, do you think Arizona did well with the Hall of Picks? I do think, uh, uh, Nick Lanham, I do think that Arizona did very well with the first seven picks in the top 75. I like a lot of their guys. I'll tell you what, I thought the White Sox had a good draft. I thought the Royals had uh, had an amazing draft uh, for two straight years now. I love what the Royals have done. They put themselves in a position where they could actually be uh, contenders in a couple years if they don't blow it trading some of their talent. Uh, yeah, I do like what they did. Uh, they're going to sign all those guys, so good for them. Uh, thoughts on the ninth pick outfielder Todd Lott, Aaron asks. Again, uh, it, we're really encouraged that this year he worked on his approach and introduced more walks into his game. For being as big as he is, he doesn't hit a lot of home runs. That's a concern. Uh, might be a Jonathan Rodriguez, uh, Johnny Rodriguez, uh, and not the guy who made the major leagues. Uh, first base type, although he's an outfielder right now. Uh, you can see the raw power built into his, his chiseled body. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But look, uh, for a ninth-round pick, it's a good bet. And Stefan Trosclera went to the University of Louisiana Lafayette. They're not anywhere near the same type of player. Uh, but they have kind of like a similar makeup. And I think that that's a UL of L thing. Keith Law loves Dylan Carlson. Everyone does. Uh, did Lunau take the cards mojo with him? I don't think so. I mean, look, losing Kantrovitz, losing Lunau, uh, you know, uh, Sig Madal, losing all those guys to other organizations was tough. It wasn't easy. Uh, I, I think it had just as much to do with not just Lunau leaving, but all of those guys as well. Uh, well, you put a grade on the draft so far for the Cardinals, uh, six. I'm giving it a six. Uh, uh, on the A to F scale, I'm giving it a six. Uh, Drake, man, uh, sorry about that. No, uh, B minus, uh, I'll say a B, just a, a hard B. Uh, I would have, I'd like for them to bring in, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know. Look, Zach Thompson is a good pick. It's a safe pick, but it's also a dangerous pick. Fletcher is a high-energy, exciting pick. I like that they're bringing in all these arms. I like Ralston. I like Losey. Uh, I like Thomas. I like Palente. Uh, I don't know how much of it is like big contribution. I think you're really hoping that Fletcher and Thompson are the big contributors and everyone else has like a small contribution along the way. And if you get that, that's even good. Uh, I'll say a B. Uh, let's see. July 2nd signing period is the next big date. Are there any players with Cardinals rumors on them? Yeah, there's plenty. I'll be honest. Uh, Aaron, you know me. I And we talked about it again on Pat on Sunday night. It's not really something that I get into. I, I don't really know a ton about uh, the, the, the 16 and 17 year old kids from Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and Cuba. Like, and again, most of those times those kids have agreed to terms for years, handshake deals and blah, blah, blah. Like I, that, that system is so broken and such a joke that I, I've got nothing for it, man. Let's, let's wait and see what happens. If, if someone like Malcolm Nunez finds his way in the organization, by the way, the Cardinals aren't tied to any guys like Malcolm Nunez this year, even with the bigger signing bonus, uh, then we'll talk about it then. Uh, what position do they what position do they need some more depth in? Uh, you know they've got plenty of outfield depth. Uh, 
they look, you can never have enough pitching. I, I have no problem with the Cardinals continuing to draft pitching and draft pitching and draft pitching. They don't really have a ton of depth there. They have good catching depth. Uh, again, they could use a couple first basemen. I love what Brett come with Brady Whalen. I think they have, you know, Ron Hill Ravelo, John Nagowski at the top end. Uh, they have guys that might be able to play first base. The second base is kind of weird, but they have so many utility players, anything could happen. You can never have enough shortstop. You can never have enough center fielders. Uh, you know, again, just draft the best player on your board. I don't care about anything else. I don't care what position they play. Just draft the best player on the board. How many Hall of Famers did we just draft? Zero, John Greco. I like that. Uh, how many years do you weigh to realistically grade a draft class, and what factors do you weigh from the Nick Lanham? Uh, you know, so again, it goes to my philosophy. I think it's fun to look back, maybe five. I'm so bad about answering these questions because I think the very act of uh, grading a draft class is stupid. It's like grading a trade. Like, did the Cardinals fit some of their needs? Sure. Did they get some high upside players? Sure. Like, every team you can say the same goddamn thing for. Uh, if you want to grade that first pick, I'm fine with it. Uh, like that makes a little bit more sense. But when you're talking about a draft of 40 rounds, like you're not talking about a draft of two rounds like the NBA or seven rounds in the NFL. Like you're talking about a 40 round draft with high school players and college players and college seniors and sophomore eligible draftees. And it's just, it's too much. It's too much. So, you know, if you want to do it as like a game, go back five years, 10 years, then yeah, sure, it's fun. But the problem is when you start grading stuff out five years and 10 years, people take that shit really, really seriously and it kind of ruins the mojo behind it. You know, and all of a sudden you're saying, uh, Nick Plummer, uh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, sure, they were bad picks. But I think the important thing is if you're going to grade a draft, you need to grade it in that moment and then also grade it five years later and also grade it 10 years later. You need to do it. And you need to be honest with yourself about what you said and what you were right about and what you were wrong about. Like, having ESPN do it with some random author that was different than five years ago does nothing for me. It has to be the same person living and dying by their grades from the get-go. Uh, the Rockies got destroyed by Bleacher Report for drafting back-to-back -back corner infielders. Again, if they're the two best guys on their draft board, then do it. Uh, David Freeze in a Dodger uniform pisses me off. It doesn't bug me at all. Uh, completely for fun, your 2022 starting nine Cardinals. Oh my God. So it's 2019 now. Aaron, I'm going to humor you here because I've been, uh, 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 Jungle Mania 220050. Yeah, Kyle, you're a cuck. I'm also a pussy boy. Don't forget that. Um, Yadier Molina for 2022. How about that? How does that make you feel? I think Matt Carpenter's contract is still going on. Uh, he'll be at third base. Paul Goldschmidt at first. Uh, somehow Colton Wong will still be at second. Paul DeYoung will still be at short. Uh, the outfield will be Dylan Carlson. Is Dexter Fowler still in her contract? He's not. Uh, Dylan Carlson, Lane Thomas, and Harrison Bader. I'll just hedge my bets. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, uh, how much confidence do you have in Flores' ability to spot great talent? Aye, aye, aye. Look, we're three, four years now into his ability to draft. He's been fortuitous drafting picks with high upside uh, in the first round. I like that. Let's let's give it two more years before we are. Let's, let's see what happens at the end of this year. Let's see what kind of talent. Uh, I think the Cardinals player development has kind of been lacking in the last couple of years. I don't think that that's 
up for debate, really. Um, and I think that their player of talent evaluation has kind of lacked over the last couple years. I don't know if that's necessarily because of Flores or if that's an organizational thing. Your guess is as good as mine. From an amateur drafting standpoint alone, I like some of the picks he's made. I like some of the things he's done. Uh, but then again, he's missed on a lot of picks, especially in the top 10 rounds. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, he had a really good first draft, even with Delvin, but Delvin, Carlson, and Hudson was a very, very good first, uh, first draft. It's just kind of been weird since then. That year, that year after, not having a pick until the third round is tough. It's tough to come back for that. And, you know, to get Nolan Gorman in the first round last year was big. To get Zach Thompson in the first round this year is good. Um, I like what he's done early, but there's some adjustment that needs to get made. I like the Gendry pick last year. Uh, Mateo Gill was a very good pick. Uh, I like what they're doing, but I still have questions about the end results. Uh, Ozzy Smith comes out to retirement to play short in 2022. I like that. O'Neal's still in Memphis in 2022. Damn, Kyle. Uh, indeed. All right, so uh, real fast, I'm going to raise my support to you guys, our Pad family. We're only a 40-minute prospects after dark. We'll get more into detail uh, in the uh, the draftees uh, at a later date, I'm sure. I'm going to try to write about it tonight. Was Well, I guess I have some time this week. I might try to write about it. We'll see. Uh, but to all the Pad people, thank you for being here for our abbreviated after two days worth of drafting session of Prospects After Dark. That's a big drink. All right, so for everybody at Birds on the Black who are amazing and I love uh, everybody here at Prospects After Dark, my brother Scott, my brother Michael, my brother Jim, old man race, old woman race, uh, I love all of you. Keep an eye on Hedges' Cabrera because people are still freaking out about him. He does struggle to command his fastball. He sometimes leaves it a little too high in the zone. Uh, but he's a pretty talented kid. We're going to see what happens. So, for everybody at Prospects After Dark, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, Cardinals Gifts, I love you with all my heart. Uh, pad people, I love you with all my heart. Uh, go Cardinals, go Hennessy's Cabrera, go Blues. And as always, family, uh, if you listen to this and watch this, you're part of the Reese resistance. And happy hunting.